Hello and welcome everybody to another episode of the AfterBuzz podcast. Hello. Welcome back. My name is Nico Adjimi and your host of the AfterBuzz. And of course, in front of me is the great, the magnificent, the Buzz Adams. Hello. Good day, sir. Good day. Good day to you, sir. This is Democracy Manifest. <laughs> ah, nice headlock. I see you know your Don't judo you know well. <laughs> what was the name of that YouTube video? Democracy Manifest or Succulent Chinese Meal. You can look up both of those and find the, uh, the video. The, the Magnificent Arrest of, what was his name? Cecil George. Hold on. Cumberbatch. Cecil George Edwards. The most British name ever. What crime? Enjoying a meal? A succulent Chinese meal? <laughs> you know... You're glad I played that, aren't you? Oh, I'm so glad. That's, that is like a meme that is going to live in my head for the rest of the day. Uh, I was going to ask you something I had right here in front of me. You wanted to play neckline calls. No, I do want to do neckline calls. I want to ask you something else. Well, let me just go ahead and set up the neckline portion because uh, we don't get to all the calls that we get during the show. Like we just, they come in so fast that I can't, I can't put them all in. And I, I feel like there's some of them I would have liked to have, but time constraints. I I put as many on as I can. Right. I mean, you You take the time. As long as the, as long as it's a. You know, people want sometimes want to know why why didn't my call get on? And then they have some people have all kinds of reasons uh, why they think they didn't get on. A lot of times, it comes down to the quality of the call. You know, maybe mm-hmm. you're driving over Trans Mountain, or uh, also some of these calls are like four minutes long. I would Those really, are a little long, right? Yeah. I I think you're much more likely to get your call on the air if it's under a minute. Mm-hmm. So do oh, I remember I was going to ask you. So Cecil George Edwards <laughs> sounds like a such a stereotypical British name. Uh, but I've been uh, one of the audiobooks I'm listening to right now is a history book, and it's about like the medieval history of England. And I always wondered this, dude. Who were the Angles? Who were the Saxons? Who were the Anglo-Saxons? Who were the Normans? Uh, who were the Celts? Do they all make up British people? Uh, yeah, <laughs> yeah. So it turns so part, out part of that them are the Norse mo- invaders. It turns out the modern British person probably m- resembles much less any of their distant ancestors that originally colonized Britain, and much more like invaders. Like today's British people are much more Norman, which was French or Gaulish. And Scandinavian or Viking. There's very little Anglo, actual Anglo-Saxon or Celt blood left in most British people. Oh, okay. Isn't that interesting or weird? That, the, that originally you had the Celts and the Angles were these people that went over originally from like uh, the mainland or Scandinavia or somewhere. And then, then the Saxons were from Scandinavia and they came over and they became the Anglo-Saxons. And then they forgot about their, <laughs> their Scandinavian-ness. And then Vikings came. Well, I watched, I watched Vikings on History Channel. So Yeah. Yeah. I know there was a lot of conquering and also it was a lot of, hey, we'll quit, we'll quit conquer, we'll, we'll quit 
killing you if you let us have land. Land, right. And then they got the lands, and then before too long, they became absorbed into the greater right. Britannia of the day. But then you see in uh, the year 1066, William the Conqueror yeah. comes across the channel and begin and and begins the Norman conquest the last an anglo-saxon or a native Brit- bretonian ever ruled was in 1066 yeah after so the normans well i blame globalization <laughs> <laughs> normans are like french right i i am not the expert on this you're the one who brought the topic up. okay so the normans i'm pretty sure are like from france originally you get normandy <laughs> which is around there yeah, maybe no, it is. And then they go over, take over Britain. All the big castles and landed aristocracy are all Normans. And essentially, Britain becomes a type of France. Britain and France, after that, contested each other's titles and crowns forever, for years after that. Sure. Because they both thought they were entitled to each other's lands. Insane. Mm-hmm. French and British, way more in common than they thought they did. <laughs> All right. Uh, let's get into the neckline calls. Like you said, we uh, do have a lot more neckline calls that we get that we can ever possibly play, so I thought the uh, afterbuzz might be a good place to get those out. All right. Good morning, morning show. I just wanted to switch up uh, what you guys are all talking about. Uh, see if you caught the last episode of True Detective and what did you guys think about the episode? I think it was a... Uh, uh, it was a pretty good ending. See what you guys think. Thanks. Uh, so w- w- we're we're in the second day of our three day moratorium, like a seventy two hour period of grace where we don't talk uh, well, about a TV okay, show. On. But this is this is a podcast, so maybe the Listeners, rules don't apply. If you are a fan of the show True Detective Night Country, and you have not finished episode six, the last episode of the season. Stop listening right now. Oh, all right. I have a whole list of notes. That's how you do it. I took a bunch of notes. Stop listening right now. All right. Now we're going to get into True True Detective Season 4, Episode 6, Spoilers and Discussion. Uh, There were a lot of of twists and turns in the final episode. And I had... I think I predicted on Friday, it, whatever it is, it won't turn out to be, you know, like something supernatural, like a ghost or a Wendigo or anything like that. Well, it was very hard to tell when you have actual ghosts showing up in front of the characters, like that crazy lady and her naked dancing husband showing. Did you, Okay, did you watch the final episode? I did. All right, as soon, first of all, I wonder if there are any police officers Nay, any municipal servants of any kind who are so dedicated to their job that they go out on New Year's Eve in the middle of a blizzard to start digging holes in the ice to find an ice cave. Is that the way anybody works? If, if there are, boy, they, they they deserve a commendation. Depends on how dedicated you are, yeah. I mean, don't you think most, most cops would be like, yeah, we're going to wait till the, uh, till the blizzard lifts? You know? Most probably would. Although most probably wouldn't have also just seen the murder of another police officer and a heroin addict. Priors, Dad? Yeah, right, in the previous episode, in the penultimate episode. When they got underground and started walking through the cave, all I could think of was they've discovered a Bond villain lair. (laughs) (laughs) 
And sure enough, they did. It's like kind of the yeah. Salal station had a whole underground laboratory going on, which makes me wonder, uh, didn't anybody notice that being built? Because that would have taken at least dozens and dozens of laborers, months and months to build. I that. was thinking something like, <laughs> you six people couldn't right, do right. this on your own. There are only six missing guys, right? Yeah. Not counting Clark. Yeah. Uh, and I'm just wondering, it's like, you got a secret lair under there where you're keeping all of the, like all the, the secrets who built that. Okay. Also the, when they get to the secret lair, the underground lair, and you look up, mm-hmm. there's the spiral of some snake, dragon. What what the hell was that? Oh, it's just that symbol that has shown up. It's in season one, too. The spiral circle. Oh, wait, wait. wait. You it- didn't look close enough? Oh, dude, you should have looked closer. Okay. If When you see in the scene and they look up in the ice cave at the research place and they look up it's a snake or you can see the head of a dragon or something oh really yeah and it's curled up into yeah. the it's curled up into the ice that, I, I missed that it's curled up into the ice in that circular circular pattern uh like the an spir- actual the spir- creature or just it's an a- actual creature no i didn't I'm, it's a I spiral pattern and that's the dna that they're working on ah of that thing uh so it turns out that uh, the the research station, the scientists were about to discover, and this is the, the definition of a MacGuffin. They were about to discover something that was going to save millions of lives. Mm-hmm. All they had to do was get to it and extract the ancient DNA, and it was just going to be a, you know, it was going to save millions of lives. So it was worth uh, falsifying pollution. the research on the pollution from the nearby mine. And in order, increasing the pollution. And... Kill poor Annie Kay so that they could accomplish this greater good. Did you not think that scene was a little ham-fisted where all of the the researchers kind of join in on the killing? Right. So Annie Kay has uh, been missing all season, and she's been gone for six years. And then these guys at Salal Station turn up dead. It turns out that she was dating one of the Salal guys and figured out what was going on, and she was so mad she destroyed years' worth of their research. So one of these guys who, and they were from all over the world. Some of them were from Europe. Some of them were from Asia. Some of them looked like they maybe were from South America, you know, just based on accents and stuff. So these were, you know, all men. Mm -hmm. Uh, One of them was so upset that he stabbed Annie Kay. And the other ones hold her down. Yeah, well, then the other ones see what's going on, and they finish it off. And then you've got Clark, who was her boyfriend. And I thought they really made him look like a Jesus figure. You know, they had him tied to the chair, and just with his beard and his hair and the way he'd been beaten and everything, there was a real real kind of Messiah look to him. And it turns out that he did not take part in the stabbing, but when they found out she'd been stabbed, I think they said 36 times, mm-hmm. <gasps> she breathes and comes to life. He then chokes, chokes the rest her. because the choice would be, if I if I if if we don't do this, my fellow scientists are going to kill me, and then they'll just bury two bodies out there in the ice. And we're so close to making this literally groundbreaking discovery literally groundbreaking yeah that's going to save possibly millions of lives that he went through with it 
I uh, here's what I think they should have done. They should have made it known. Hey, we're trying to find this thing. Uh, you people need to move someplace else while we're doing this because it's going to save millions of lives. I mean, from a strictly utilitarian point of view, you know, the, a few lives would be worth saving millions of lives for, right? Yeah, but we don't necessarily live in a strictly utilitarian world. Also, uh, the real monster was greed. Corporate, yeah, corporate greed. greed. Sure. And trying to save the world through corporate greed. Mm-hmm. Uh so here's what I here's here's my equation I came up with, and tell me how this sounds to you. This is the equation for season four of True Detective: uh, mob justice plus police corruption equals maybe there's an afterlife. Yeah, yeah, okay. So yeah, you pretty much boiled down all the three yeah. elements yeah. to so, the story was natives. Uh, women, the, uh, all the women, natives, the government, and uh, the afterlife. Okay, so they they were trying to make you think that those people, those men that worked at the research station, maybe they were killed by a vengeful spirit. But I well, thought, no, 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 no. What happened was they sent the sheriff from the the mine had control over Pryor, the cop. And they sent him, but it turned out, no, that wasn't the case. It was some of the local women but who took the Can you the believe guns. this, though? <laughs> Think about this. Everybody knew what had happened, except Jodie Foster's character and her partner. What do you mean, everybody? Well, the, let's just Clark say... Clark didn't know. The major, Well, no, no. Everybody knew... Everybody knew the story. Everybody knew the story of basically what was going on that we were trying to figure out the whole time, except Jodie Foster and her partner. Pri- uh, pri- uh, the older prior knew about the killing of Annie Kay. Everybody knew who Annie- all the old women in the village knew who killed Annie Kay. All the Salal people, of course, knew who the the mining people knew who killed Annie Kay. All of this stuff. Wait, what, what are you questioning? They all knew who killed Annie Kay. I mean, yeah, it's not who killed Annie Kay. The mystery was who killed the Salal men. Eventually, but then half the town, which were those women, already knew. Uh, it was half the town was those women. <laughs> okay, it was not half the town. It was it was a cadre of maybe. How many people do you think live in Ennis, Alaska? They have two cops, pretty much. I, when they show those long shots, it's, you know, it's the town. It's got lights. It looks like there could be 10,000 people in that town. No, no. A- anyway, so th- these native women were so upset, first of all, that they were falsifying the mine's pollution, and then that they killed Annie Kotak, that they went and killed all the scientists and made them walk out and freeze. Yeah, but th- that, that is mob justice. It is mob justice. And the police are incredibly uh the heroes, Jodie Foster and her and Navarro are extremely corrupt. Uh it's the kind of thing where it's that kind of copaganda. That's not copaganda. That, yes it is because they were the heroes of the show. They're the protagonists and or they could be the Good. anti-heroes. Uh, Remember they got called out to a domestic and they shot the guy in the head? Yeah, but he deserved it. 
That's not how the American system of justice works. Okay, Buzz, applying American system of justice to a television show. Well, it's been going on for decades, the idea that what we really All want right, to get cop- off your high horse about cops and uh, policing. Very, I think it's a very damaging it's thing. Not. That portray- when a cop goes outside the lines of what's legal... Tell me how often that happens. Well, on TV it happens all the time. Yeah. I think it convinces people that yeah, that's okay. If a cop wants to rough up a suspect, which they did when they finally got a hold of Clark... They basically tortured a confession out of him. Yeah. That's terrible. And that's a terrible message to send out that we oh should God, root for God, get off people. of it. No, I'm, I'm trying telling- to enjoy a fucking yeah. show right now. I'm not trying to get into your soapbox piece about we've, we've been brainwashed policing. into thinking oh that police God. should not follow the rules oh my god right. that, that was my takeaway police are heroes okay i thought it was the, not these yep these are heroes no, yep the they Jody got the guy Fox. they got the guy also she drives drunk all over the town end in the up the saving winter. the day uh-uh. it's bullshit all that is bullshit save the a, day it's a big it's a big brainwash that's gone on oh god what is <laughs> A soapbox for you. Uh, no, you don't think it's interesting that really the the only people that really are unaware of the mystery are no, nobody knows except pri- the women who who did it. Well, no, but Pryor knew about way more about the Annie Kotog murder. He knew that those guys did it, right? Well, yeah, he was called out to. to okay, move so the you body. don't think he would have had an idea? a better idea about who might have killed them when they were found naked. I don't think he had any idea. You don't think any of that would have... Dude, the fact that you're not going to connect all of the, the, the events, they're all connected, okay? I didn't see that coming. Like, oh, it was the cleaning lady? They only showed the cleaning ladies in the very first episode, and then they popped in every, yeah, every now and then. And that was maybe six to ten ladies? Yeah. I mean, it was a real... Yeah, I, I think those were the only ones who knew what happened. A ton of people. You can't oh, tell me a ton then, of people knew and about the, all these murders. The two cops figure out who committed the murders and ignore what they know. Yeah, because they deserved it. B- because the scientists deserved it. Yeah. That is a really skewed view of the American system. It's your ju- skewed view of what they intended you to watch. The the creator wanted you to not be on the scientist side. Why are you on the scientist side? Well, you're on the you're on the murderer side. Okay, no, I'm on the all right. I'm all right on, go for it, murderer I'm, Buzz. I'm on the side of, like murders. I would love a show where a police officer actually follows the rules. Can and we get torture. off this point? Because come on, this is a dumb point. <laughs> what are we? What are, all right. That's why I can't watch a show like Stupid Blue Bloods. Oh, it's great. It's like every there's like police brutality in almost every episode. Oh, it's great. It's really nice. Okay. Anything else? This is Come why on. police brutality happens. Anything in the real else? World. I don't. I don't. I don't care at this point. Your, your your point is you're getting lost. Nobody cares what you're talking about. Your soapbox issue of police. All right. Well, I'm glad we're doing it on the after buzz. <laughs> <laughs> Anything else? Uh, you know, I was talking uh, on the show about a thing that. Ann Coulter and well, you know, no 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 we're not getting into the Ann Coulter thing about the the the, the shooting and the, the race of the shooter. You said pick out look I you no I, I meant about the the night the uh, night country oh, we, we haven't stick, finished stick that on yet. That? Uh, uh, yeah, I, I didn't see that coming. I didn't see that it was going to be the the local. Yeah, that was a left turn. 
so um oh it is getting pan the last episode is kind of getting panned um people are saying it ruined the last episode ruined the whole series for them oh because they probably wanted it to be vengeful spirits i'll tell you another no thing. people are just saying that it was just cockamamie stupid a terrible letdown of a twist after all the tension you built up. That's the the big secret was... It was the most ridiculous episode out of the series. It's a ridiculous premise that you're going to get... Honestly, dude, when they when they ha- they had a guy driving an a 18-wheeler truck that showed up to Salal, they had about... There was about 10 to 15 people with guns that showed up to Salal to take the, the scientists and get their shoes off. I mean, it is a crazy... <laughs> Oh, the 15 people were the ones responsible for for killing these people, and nobody else is going to talk or know about it? They had made a pact of silence. Right, 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 of course. It's oh. like, it, just, it was very silly. There's it's a very silly turn. There's also this ongoing narrative that I think is going to look very offensive in a decade or so, that if you're a Native American person, somehow you're magic, or somehow yeah, you good, have magical you know, abilities that, that others don't have. So, it just seems like a real, it just seems like a real backwards way of thinking about people. It's like, well, of course you know where the ghosts are. You're uh, Inuit or whatever. Well, it depends on if, if, if it is part of tribal beliefs, it might be a, a, a story point. Who knows? Oh. But uh, people were saying that, then the thing I was reading, they did leave a vengeful spirit ghost. Remember they talk about her a lot at the end? About whether she's there or not, or whether she comes. Well, that's when when and they leave the tongue. You don't know how the tongue gets left in slow, which is a stupid. That's the big. <gasps> that's the sign is a, a ghost spectrally left a tongue there. Well, somebody had written in and asked me, did I think at the very end was that Navarro or Navarro's ghost? They also leave that intentionally uh, obscure because remember when Jodie Foster says, "If you do go." Remember to come back. And they don't know, well, did she come? That was also kind of weird. I thought it was a pretty good final episode, actually. Yeah, actually, I didn't mind it too much. I mean, for, for copaganda, but... <laughs> My God. For for not having seen the other three seasons, I thought it was perfectly fine. The, the reviewer that I was reading from, though, said that they were just trying to uh, force in all the true detective tropes into into night country i enjoyed it i mean i was really looking forward to it and every week so you know acting was great acting was just phenomenal oh Mm -hmm. and then clark when he goes out and gets frozen again like that part did not make sense was he what's the deal you couldn't you walk 10 feet outside and it's so cold you freeze, but Jodie Foster falls through the ice into freezing Arctic water and Doesn't, all she has to do is point. stand by a heater. Yeah. <laughs> and she survives. Also, yeah, they what? make it look like uh, like the guy just took a few steps outside and ah, froze yeah. in place. What's with the, the one eye, the scarred polar bear? We never get a resolution to that guy. There's a an ongoing trend of polar bears showing up on things on TV shows with no explanation. It started with freaking Lost, man. Remember, <laughs> yeah, there was that's a polar true. bear. They never resolved that. Yeah. They never resolved this polar bear. I have a theory that the polar bear is her son. Mm-hmm. The spirit of her son. Okay, so here's a question I got for you. The son 
who's, you know, I guess she, she Jodie Foster's character was married to this guy. And right. he had a daughter from a previous relationship. Right. And that's whatever her name is. The teenage yes. daughter. Her stepdaughter. Yes. Well, the baby is the baby that she took after they killed the father in the domestic. By the way, the guy was sitting in a chair. He wasn't a threat to them. And Navarro plugged him in the head. Wait, the baby's from that? Yes. And then they hear a baby crying. So Wait, the, wait. The baby mm-hmm. that she raised mm-hmm. that died? That died at a young age, possibly. No, that's the one that she she had a baby. No. Yeah. That's the ba- that, that Holden was the baby that they took from the home where they did the extrajudicial murder of the the guy who had just killed his wife. So no. the baby, yeah, absolutely, dude. Why? What makes you think that? It, it, they never, they never, they never a lot ever of things say they, it. they don't even tell you how they died, but she talks about when he was in a car, accident. in a car and under the ice. And, but it but, doesn't make more sense that she would have had a baby no. with this guy and that when the baby died or the, the son, when Holden dies, that's when she turns into a cynical, uh, mean spirited, uh, person. When she was partnered with Novaro for that Wheeler thing, she was already the, the mean crappy person. No, I, I, I one hundred percent believe in my heart that that baby she well, took to raise. You believe because, that because right. I don't believe that's the right. theory. Well, I, I my my theory is that she had a baby with that guy, and the the son Holden died when he in a car accident. He was little. Well, I think, the, and the the husband died as well. That's yeah. why she stuck with the with the teenage <laughs> with the teenage stepdaughter. Yeah. yeah. Well, I mean... And then the teenage stepdaughter even references the little boy at some point. I have the... I, you know what? I'm 100% sure that oh, okay. that was the baby from the the crime scene. Mm. Yeah. Mm. Any other last thoughts? No, I mean, you bit my head off. I thought somebody brought up a real good point about the... Uh, you know, the thing that you don't want me to talk about. Oh, the Ann Coulter thing? Yeah. No, I just didn't want to no, get a, into a political uh, discussion over race in news reporting right after you bring up your soapbox about the police. Are you just full of soapbox ideas? To, you Then you went on to about the Native thing. I really think it's going to be uh, well, bad in the future when people look at Natives and think of how magical they are. It's just like you're on a very high horse yeah. this morning. You know, the idea of the magical native or the magical uh, Indian or something seems like it's, it. I don't know, I think I would find it pretty insulting. You, know, you think we're magic, like we're uh, Tolkien elves? Okay. What, uh, other, what other high horse position are you on today? I don't know. Race uh, and news reporting, you want to go into that? Okay, so Ann Coulter had said on Bill Maher's show that... Uh, you know that the shooter in the Kansas City thing was not a white male or else they would have reported that right away. Uh, but I thought this was a pretty good call about it. Hey, so is there any truth to, uh, you know, picking and choosing what uh, race and what we know, sexuality, I guess, uh, that they let out on, like, shooters or any criminal? Um, eh, there might be. I mean, I can tell you, if you go to Fox News, you know, most of the articles, uh, and if it's a negative, it's going to involve immigrants or people of color. It's always going to show, you know, like, you know, this black guy, did this or this immigrant did that. Um, I mean, they definitely do that. Now, does uh, more liberal news do it? Eh, maybe. I don't know. 
But uh, I thought this was an excellent point. On Fox News, they intentionally pick stories that they know are going to involve primarily minorities or immigrants. The whole thing about how Fox gives way more coverage to these smash and grab robberies is so that they can play the image of the predominantly minority people committing these crimes. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. So Fox News does it as well. Somebody should have brought that up with Ann Coulter. It's like, you know, there was a time when, uh, oh, the coverage of uh, the migrants, anything that involves some kind of crime with migrants gets rushed right to the headline at Mm -hmm. Fox News. I was just about to mention there why is bias. Do, why does a why does a the race of somebody I, if I see a headline with a race in it a uh, black man shoots this 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 to me it's extraneous to me the race doesn't matter the point is human being shoots this human being I mean that's the real story it doesn't matter whether they're black right. or now, or white I I know that we would all like to think of ourselves as being completely colorblind. None of that matters to or me. Or even when it what, says, oh, if it is a, a mass shooter and it goes, white uh, suburban mass shooter. What matters is the the decision-making that goes into the journalism to either withhold or reveal the race of the person involved. That is a real issue that you could talk about. If you recognize it from Fox News, and I certainly do, I think it's recognizable in some other sources where it's like, up oh, the shooter's white male. Let's get that out on day one. Mm-hmm. But this whole claim of, oh, I don't see race is not even, uh, I mean, that is considered a relic of the past. Well, no. When you say you don't see race and they would say, why don't you treat everybody colorblind in a way? Uh, that's a thing of the past because they say now, well, you're not taking into account all the historical and life experiences that one person might have in news, colorblind there, there should, there's no reason why we should not be colorblind. We should should expect the news to report what has happened without saying, oh, but it, you know, the person was this or the person was that, therefore that's going to color yeah yeah right maybe a bad choice of words but that's going to color how we report this story and i thought you of all people nico brought up a really good off-air point was it you that said maybe it was somebody else but (laughs) i'm going to give you credit thank you like in the 70s or 80s uh, if there was a crime, they would automatically assume that, that it yeah. was a minority. I don't know. You know I was saying like... Even when it turned out not to be, there's a show on HBO called Murder in Boston. And it's just like this rush. So maybe what's going on today is some kind of way to try and make up for mistakes I, I brought past. up how... Didn't every news pro- broadcast at some point use minorities when as their go-to race when they were talking it, about viol- yes. violent crime or it, any type of crime? If my memory serves me correctly, yes, you would see a story and they would have a usually like an artist, like a police artist drawing and it would be a black guy. And then, you know, weeks later, if they find out who it is, you never find out who it was. They're not going to do a correction. So maybe uh, if you work for CNN or ABC or any of the mainstream news there's some kind of idea that we have to make up for all those decades of, you know, just pinning it on, on minorities. And the best way to do that is by 
letting people know right away that it was a white dude. Does that make any sense? Mm-hmm. You seemed horrified that I was even broaching this subject. Wait, what? You seemed horrified. When? On the air. No, it didn't seem. I, I, I see. Well, because you seem to be. I said, you seem to be on Anna Coulter's side. I said, does she have a point? Because well, you can't. You can't do the. I'm just asking questions thing. Oh. You did say I think she has a point. I. Well, we've just been talking about it here for five or ten minutes. I thought I laid it out to you that maybe she does have a point, and maybe here's the the reason why that goes into it. But my feeling my, is that if there is a crime... That's what me and Joanna were weirded out by. It was that, oh, you actually agree with Ann Coulter on something. and She may not be wrong. Doesn't mean I agree with her. I, I, what, I, what I think it should be is that gets reported... Uh, and there should be some standard of honesty that you rep- either you do or you don't. To me, in the reporting of heinous crimes, the race of the individuals is the least relevant or important information that I even think or care about. It's, it has very no- enlightened of you, but I, it seems like in American newsrooms, they don't necessarily follow that. When uh, uh, man murders uh, five children in sleep through torturous methods, I don't think about what the background. I mean, the, what the ethnic makeup of the person was. Uh-huh. I, I'm not talking about your individual view. I, I understand I'm that. Not and talking that's, about anybody's. I'm talking. I understand about the, that, but that's in this discussion. You kind of are asking me about my personal one because it, you're asking me, well, what do you think about the okay. coverage of it? And my personal description to you is, I don't notice those things. So I couldn't have told you exactly, oh, there definitely is a bias towards uh, calling out white people who commit crimes versus uh, not mentioning people of color, minorities. Depending when they, on the source. Like I say, I, like the, the, I was the trying, guy who called in about Fox News. Yeah, I think they have a bias. They are definitely going to show, especially if they've got good video of it, that's going to make the top of the news anything that involves immigrants or minorities. In a bad light. I, I was just trying to get across that this kind of thinking, it's not even a point of conversation for me. It's not even a point of discourse because I don't even... You are amazingly enlightened. You're oh. almost like uh, maybe you're the next Buddha or Maybe everybody else is racist. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> maybe you're all racist for thinking of these things. I don't pretend it doesn't exist. What what see, what doesn't exist? I I don't know what the thing you're talking about is because I don't even know if it's real or not. That there what are are, it, it, are it, there instances where the news is purposely calling out white perpetrators of violent crime or and, the other way and not Fox, calling well, if, or if the it's other way true around. about Fox News, then you at least have to consider sure. maybe it's true about other sure. outlets that they have a bias and an agenda and it plays out. Sure. You're willing to accept it. Well, uh, do you want me to about I don't believe that my wash like I don't I believe that every writer has a viewpoint and if you want to say an agenda or a point yeah. you know I, I'm not going to go for that though because that sounds to me like you want to say uh media uh controls things media controls narratives media 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 media, media does control the narrative I don't think it's a monolith I think there's multiple media uh, formats out there multiple media personalities Some and thought so- goes into this. To make the decision of we're going to identify the race of this suspect and not this suspect, that is a that is a choice that somebody has made. Maybe not the writer or the reporter, but somebody in the editorial chain has ma- has made that decision. The same way over on Fox News that they dis- decide 
Uh, we're going to cover the knockout game. Okay, but when you when you talk about it at Fox, it kind of is monolithic in the sense that Fox is is uh, the same pretty much through all their commentators, broadcasters, and uh, opinion people. They don't have very diverse people out there. If we're talking about the Washington Post or the New York Times, I know they have different types of writers. I know they have all kinds of different things. So, uh, sure, one writer might use uh, – one editor might want that included. One I, – I don't know. Am I going to say that the Washington Post definitely does? I, I don't know. I think – But, sure, I think sure. people it comment- would be better off if they recognize and acknowledge their biases. And some people God, don't want to do I, that because with- you feel like you're calling yourself out. Oh, man, I, I, I recognize what my bias is. What's your, what is my bias? What's your bias? I don't know. You're, you're trying to make it like I don't even think about these questions of, of race. I don't. Okay. No, I don't believe you. Okay. <laughs> I just so find what? that very hard to believe. Okay. So what? I mean, what, uh, what does this have to must, do? You're a real one in a million. Yeah. I'm better than you. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> That's all I can tell you. Well, what? This started with Ann Coulter talking about how she thinks that it's racist when people don't call out the the, the name of or the race of the, the person of a violent crime. I, I'm i not going to go with you there. I'm not going to go with you and agree with Ann Coulter. I know. That would be very politically incorrect if you did. It's wrong. I just think she's wrong. I don't, I don't give her credit for it. I've seen some cases where it seems like, you know, they're, they're, they're not revealing, or oh, they immediately revealed kind of the, and the can demographics. You t- can you of tell the me person. the reasoning behind it? Can you tell yeah. me? Dis- you can tell me exactly what the reasoning behind I, it I can for make editors. Guesses. Well, exactly. I say some sure, of it sure is. Can. We can all make guesses. Bullshit it. I mean, I don't know. Minorities got the doesn't. short end of the stick for a long time, so we're going to do it a little opposite to try and bring it up to some standard you know what if you want to put those words in the mouths of whoever then do it i think you are equally as culpable for stoking uh misinformation or racism as ann coulter would be then (laughs) okay because i I don't agree with ann coulter on her point okay and i guess i don't agree with you then the media is 100 percent non-biased when they report some of these incidents the media only, only are you going to talk about the media again uh, you sound like one of them <laughs> you sound like them okay now i can see why you feel like you need to pretend that i'm not pretending you're why, offended why you, by this i don't agree with that why am i i'm not offended i don't agree is there a similarity between the two i don't yeah, I, thought I had, think you're wrong i, I, I think she's I wrong i watched that clip and i thought yeah, I don't think... I think she's wrong. I think I she's racist, but I don't think she's wrong about this thing she said. See, there you go. And you just didn't want to admit it on air because you didn't want... See, you were the one that seemed a little skeptical and trying to be shy about it because you wanted to broach it as a question that you're putting out to people. You wanted to broach it as a discussion where, in reality, it's something that you actually have an opinion on and you just wanted other... You wanted to hear the opinion confirmed from somebody without you actually agreeing out loud with Ann Coulter. <laughs> and so, uh, just go ahead and say, yeah, me and Ann Coulter are on the same side on this one. I th- just say I, me and Ann Coulter are on the same side. I think one. she may not be wrong about this thing. Okay, that's a nice way of saying me and Ann Coulter are in the same boat. On yeah, this that's one. right. Yeah. Okay, we're then you are. Like, we're like Siamese twins connected on at the this brain. point. You're in the same boat. Sure. All right. I I disagree with it. I I, I believe some people do. I, you ideologically, want to talk about the media. Ideologically, I I'm I don't disagree with you. I think it should be colorblind, but the I, media. I don't believe in the media. What's the media? 
what is the media? Because you know there's all kinds of media, right? Mm. Well, the network news. Okay, so that's the media. Any of the... Are are we the media? No, not really. See, people would say we we are. People would say... Yeah, sure. I could make a decision about what kind of topics I want to talk about. I picked out this one because I thought it was a good question. No, because you agreed with it. You picked it out because you agreed with Ed Coulter on it. (laughs) Not because you actually thought it was a good question. All right. (laughs) It's interesting, though, how you you, you wanted to tiptoe. Around you her, know, I, I'm I'm kind of finally experiencing the idea of I'm trying to have an honest conversation, and the first thing people do is start pointing their finger and saying you're racist. I guess I can kind of relate to some of the complaints about that. Yeah, it seems a little race baity. I, like I didn't ask if it was race baity. I asked if it was true. I, I say no. Okay. I don't think so. I think it's true on both sides. I think if you're watching a conservative, especially like Fox News or OAN, they are definitely going to pump out the stories that blame minorities. Oh, no, that's migrants. different. No, no, no. Oh, yeah, because that's actually happening. No, 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 no. What I'm saying is that you're bringing up stories that are different than the type The type of story you're talking about is different than the type of story that Dan Coulter was bringing up, which was violent crime, specifically these mass shooters and the, the source of their ethnicity. I'm not talking about violent immigrants, and I'm not talking about this or that, because, of course, Fox is going to come Fox out with a spin on those. Fox does, does not hit the gas on a story about a mass shooting that involves a white perpetrator. They would rather focus on uh, smash and grabs at Walgreens, or they would rather, you know, you violence know, we could against... Prob- I mean, it would be easy enough to look through the, the, the articles at Fox and for the headlines and go, all right, let's look at the... I do Par- every day. Let's I look ne- at the I- Parkland shooter, let's see this, and let's see if they include the race or not. I mean, are you saying they don't include the race when it's a white shooter? Uh, do you know or what do? the race of the shooter was in the Parkland shooting? No, I don't. Uh... Latino of some kind. Oh. How about the uh, the gay nightclub shooting? Was he like Muslim or yeah, Middle Eastern? Middle Eastern. Mm-hmm. I don't know if he was like religiously ideological or not. I think he was also closeted. Now let me ask you a question, Columbine. What was the race of the perpetrators? Well, I remember my mom sitting me down for all those documentaries about those two kids. Right. <clears throat> Because they don't let you forget that. Two white guys. Who? What? Are you joking right now? No. Oh, wait, who's reminding us of that? The media knew. <laughs> Nobody came out and was just like, these white guys. I just saw a documentary. Uh-huh. <laughs> so you're telling me that it was the media that was reminding me of their race when it was really just me watching a documentary and seeing their race? And you're telling me it's the media? Mm-hmm. Okay. Look, I just think maybe Ann Coulter, who I disagree with on almost keep going. every Let's issue. Let's keep going, because I, I honestly don't remember a lot, but I, the park, uh, Columbine was right when I was in middle uh, school and high school. So Sandy that was, Hook. You remember? Nope. You don't remember Sandy Hook where all the I, I, Of course kids? I remember Sandy. I don't remember who the shooter was. You don't remember the race of the shooter? No. I think you're full of shit. I don't remember the shooter <laughs> even. It was a... Uh, it was a teenage uh, white male with a lot of problems. I mean, he looked like he definitely had a lot of psychological issues, and his mom had taken him to the gun range, and he, he killed his mom, and then he went and killed the people at Sandy Hook. Yeah, don't remember. It's, I, e- I'm, I'm not keeping score. I'm just saying that there is probably something to the decision about whether or not to 
identify the race of the person immediately or delay it. And I think I there, there might be something in there worth worth investigating. That's a lot of speculation. All right. Any other neckline calls? <laughs> Come on, you have to have one more. Uh, a lot of, well, a lot of them that I don't play are because they're so long. Like uh, how? Like four minutes? Yeah, like two. You want to do a couple of those? Yeah. All right, here you go. God, Nico, you're a hater, bro. I never heard of any rapper cover bands. Damn, man. You should be uplifting and supporting El Paso, the, the, the scene, man. Come on, Nico. Don't be a hater, bro. Y'all get that guy's bite. <laughs> you had said it doesn't make any sense to you for there to be a cover band of a rap band or a rap artist. Yeah, because most cover bands usually have... A band. <laughs> Most rappers don't have a band. They have a DJ. I mean I've seen rappers like play on Saturday Night Live and they got they got a guitarist, they got a drummer and a bassist and stuff. Saturday Night Live has a has a band. No, they so. don't play with they bring their own band. No. Well, I don't know what you're talking about, but most rappers don't have a band. Oh. Good morning guys. This is Mr. Lobo here. Uh, you know, just wanted to talk to you guys about that interview with uh, Putin from uh, Arson, and I, I think it just changed my mind a little bit about the war, you know? I mean, oh, wow. yeah, we are supporting Ukraine, but why are we sending so much uh, money over there so far away? I mean, I, I think that Russia wanted to put uh, news in Mexico. We would have been all over that place. Did, did you get that point? Because I tried to make uh, you played this last time, and I tried to get you to understand what he was trying to say, but you you, you didn't. He did you hear him? Go, go, play it back. I, I got to start from the the way that it's set up to do it here on the after buzz. I would have to play it from the very beginning. Okay, play it from the beginning one more time. Good morning, guys. This is Mr. Lobo here. Uh, you know, just wanted to talk to you guys about that interview with uh, Putin from uh, Putin Carlson and I Carlson. Tucker. I think it just changed my mind a little bit about the war, you know? I mean, yeah, we are supporting Ukraine, but why are we sending so much uh, money over there so far away? I mean, I, I think that Russia wanted to put uh, news in Mexico. Pause. I cannot. Oh, sorry. Because it's just, I mean, look at history. When they started that in Cuba, we reacted. So, not saying I support Russia, but... Just uh, changing your perspective a little bit. Thank you very much, guys. Have a great weekend, and remember to enjoy your cafecito. <laughs> okay. All right. He was saying that he started from the interview with Vladimir Putin and Tucker Carlson, which Vladimir Putin pro- basically was able to go- give two hours worth of a propaganda talk and history lesson. Right. Tucker Carlson really didn't need to be there. No, not at all. He could have had a cardboard cutout. Uh, I think even a, a day or two after Putin told the Russian media that he was like really di- let disappointed. Yeah, this guy was softball. Yeah, yeah this, this guy was doing nothing but softballs. He was a real. Uh, but the the caller right now was saying that that interview swayed his opinion about things because they were giving the points about why Russia should have Ukraine and why Russia should be defending its borders and why Russia is in the right for doing all these things. And what he's well, a big example they give all the time is, what did we do when Russia 
And, and a lot of this comes from us trying to bring uh, Ukraine into NATO mm-hmm. and potentially setting up uh, inter- intercontinental ballistic missiles in um, Ukraine. What happened when Russia put ICBMs in Cuba? Uh, we told them to get them the fuck out of there. Right. Or there were going to be consequences. And he's saying, well, if we did that to Russia, why can't Russia do that to us? Is that, wait a minute, is is that why we want Ukraine in NATO is so that we can put missiles? It's a big part of- We've uh, already got missiles we could shoot all the way around the, you know. No, some closer ones would uh, be better. I mean, the closer you can have okay, them, the better. So we do want to put nukes in Ukraine. It, it's saying. probably part of it. I mean, uh, that and being part of NATO- Okay, so- is just to Russia, it's the same thing. So is Putin just doing what JFK did back in those days in October? That's the argument that they're saying. Uh, the pro Russians and pro Putin. Yeah, no, I was going to say, at no point did we invade Cuba, but fuck, we tried. We tried. <laughs> <laughs> we did. It was kind of a. It was. It's hard to believe. It was even more of a clusterfuck than Ukraine. Than Ukraine. <laughs> it's called the. It's called Bay the Bay of, of Pigs. Pigs. <laughs> But uh, for do you want to hear a guy saying that Tucker Carlson is a patriot? Yeah. Which I agree with. He's a Russian, Russian patriot. patriot. <laughs> this is a long one, though, and again, because of the limitations, I can't pause. Pause. It. Okay, You're no right. pausing on this. One. So, if you want to talk, we're going to have to finish it. All right. All right. And it's three and a half minutes long. Oh shit! Yo, good morning, morning show. Uh, so you had a caller calling in about. Um, the interview that Tucker Carlson did with Vlad, Vladimir, and um, you call it of course, you know, Buzz and, and Nico, you're taking sort of the the lamestream media take again. On him, that media, ugh, him and trying to make him seem anti-American. Quite the opposite, really. He's he's, he's a, a, a patriot. He's pro-American. He's anti-globalist, and that's a different thing. Is it? And globalism is an agenda that's been going on for some time, several decades. Yeah. And where basically these people who are billionaires have devised this, I call it a scam because that's what it is. Yeah, it's Illuminati. Globalist governance. It's the Rothschilds. And the reason why they don't like Putin is because, uh, not because he's a dictator. Oh, okay. And not because he's... uh, He killed people. uh, The next... Which they've tried to depict him as again and again. It's not like he's going to kill Navalny or yeah. anything. Putin, because he is not a globalist. Oh, that's what it is. He's a, he's a burr in their side. He's a nationalist, and that's one of the reasons why they also don't. The establishment doesn't like Trump. Now we know people don't like Trump for different reasons, but I'm talking about the sta- establishment, oh, okay. the corporate-led and operated pro-globalist establishment. I'm just going to pot it down for a second and let him keep going. Uh, I don't know why, if we live in such a global society where you could literally be in any country in the world in less than a day, why we wouldn't want to adapt a more globalist approach to our shared problem. Absolutely. I am proud to say that I believe globalism is probably the only way as a species that will will survive the next hundred years. Absolutely. iPhone for who knows 50 to 75 dollars an hour see when they can send it they can have it made you can have your iphone made in china for 50 cents an hour they didn't like that trump was messing with their money they didn't like that 
What? Yeah. Because you don't want to pay $7,000 for an iPhone. Also, that's why they make an iPhone in China. He wasn't taking them to task. So that's why the establishment. Now, we know people, the general populace, they have their opinions and they're welcome to their opinions. And the man is not an angel. Um, but that's why the establishment doesn't like. Okay, so, so really what the caller's doing there is making the case for nationalism. And why Putin is good because for his nationalism? He's a nationalist. And Trump is a nationalist. Okay, be a nationalist. Forget about everybody in the world. Then you will be left in the cold, okay? Right. You will no longer be the leader of the free world. Right. You know how the America is the leader of the free world? By being part of the free world. If, if uh, humanity is going to thrive, we're going to have to take on some what you would call globalist policies. Well, because of global the climate supply change is, isn't a thing that each country should get to decide their right. roles on because it affects everybody else. It's like not getting vaccinated during COVID. Yes. And I think a lot of that mindset goes into it. How dare you tell us to do anything? We're Americans. We're goddamn well going to do what we please. But global problems require global solutions. And we're in the position where for the last 80 years, we have been the leaders of the democracy side of that, mm -hmm. for better or worse. And I'm not saying that we always made the right decision. Oh, we took but some dictators and put them up there. Yeah. If, if the world is going to head toward a more globalist society, which I believe it is, I still want America leading the way. And right. I feel like that is a pro-American sentiment. Right. The, the most American sentiment would say, let's lead Let's yeah. be the best in uh, the world. You know, hopefully the globalist agenda will result in some day where you don't get executed because you're gay. You know, in or any you're country. Not, or you're not allowed to go to school because you're a woman. That we would have some kind of global standard, and I definitely, definitely want America to be the tip of the yeah, spear on that absolutely. and be leading the way. Not becoming hermits and just... Well, then you get spheres of influence when you become hermits. You get people that well, are just in charge of one area of the globe and not another. Yeah. So and, people could make the case is like, hey, listen, give Putin all of Eastern Europe and part of Asia. The United States and our allies will take the West and then maybe Asia will go China. Take, will have its own. I, yeah, China. I don't know thing. why. I still see Russia and Vladimir Putin as American enemies of state. As if well, Putin they, is. Putin is for sure. As if they were the USSR still. They are basically the Soviet Union Putin without the old, name. P Putin is an old KGB guy. Uh, oh, he was busy fending off his KGB <laughs> embassy or bureau when the wall right. fell with a pistol and burning files. Who knows what this guy has done in his career? Putin is a leftover Cold Warrior. That does not want America to be its friend. They're not looking the for more, alliance. The more destabilized America is, the better. Although I think Putin would be willing to say, okay, you take this part of the world, I'll take this part of the world, and the Chinese will take this part of the world, and then we'll Probably. Just, we'll carve up Africa amongst us or Probably. something. As long as he gets his no, no, no. Soviet Union era places. I think the way forward, though, is you are going to have to realize that we're not, uh, you know, not... Every town has its own interest. Not every state has its own interest. We are all in this together going yes. forward. All right. Yes. So do, I, do I make a convincing appeal? That is a convincing case, appeal, I think. Uh, 
For globalism? For globalism, yeah. Yeah. That that we share problems. People think that it's not our problem. People will say, why do we need to be in Ukraine? We're sending money over there. That's not our problem. It is our problem. You know, we said, We uphold democracy. Even before we got, we got uh, you know, our hand was forced, but before we got to World War II, we were supporting England. We were right. sending them money, materiel. Even some Americans would go up to Canada so they could well, then Because, go to, what was the reason? We were isolation, isolationists at there, some point. That's right. We could not get enough politicians to say we need to get involved. And there was a big, keep America out of the war. This is a Europe problem. Imagine, it's not our imagine problem. Imagine we left that to like That's that. the greatest generation, people. Yeah. They did something about it. And that's what they want us to do now. They want us to wipe our hands. Uh, you know what? You're all the way across the ocean. Whatever happens, you all sort yeah. that out. Don't bring us into it. Sorry, dude. Whoever that... I know that guy calls in a lot. Yeah, I don't, I don't he's know He's become... What. Recently, he's become... I'm going to have to give him a nickname yeah. or something because he does call a lot. He has like a but he, cool guy. I think he kind of laid out the agenda for nationalism. And I have done my best to lay out the argument for globalism honestly if you look at history nationalism has been the root of like most upheavals in uh in a society yeah, how many wars have there been in the european union between european union countries since they started that none <laughs> zero zero yeah. you realize how many hundreds thousands of years britain and france have been fighting each other yeah it's like they could hardly go a decade without getting in some kind of war against each other. You know well, what? guess what? They yeah. don't go to war against each other anymore. That is a great point. I think I just read the statistic that the past half century has been the most peaceful 50 years of any the era. The more tied we are to other countries as trading partners, right. as customers, as... Yeah, the, economics, the, sure. The more we're tied together, the better the outcome is going to be, I believe... For everybody, so if yeah. if you want to call me a globalist based on that, I, I'm I'm standing by it. I'm willing to. Are you getting it. Are you getting any instructions from the media from the <laughs> well, establishment? I, I guess I am the media. Are you the establishment though? When he talks about the establishment, and is the, do people not like Trump and the establishment not like Trump because he's going to take them or his policies i don't know what i think that guy was talking about tariffs uh, on uh, from china that that trump did tariffs are did not a, tariffs hurt americans more than they hurt uh, the tariffs <laughs> terribly hurt americans yeah i don't know what he was thinking also when people did you see the late night show where they pointed out that his tie was made in china Whose? Uh, Trump's. That his tie, his line of ties. Yeah. Trump ties. Yeah, I heard, I've heard that since before he ever got into politics. Well, no, but then in 2016, he was still run when he ran. Yeah, they were still being made in China. They were still being made in China. Because mm -hmm. he's a globalist. Exactly. Because <laughs> it's cheaper he's there. He's a capitalist. Yes. And so I think on a, on a late night show, they brought this point up to him and they said, what about your tie? Isn't that made in China? And he had been going on, China, China, China. Mm. And he goes, oh, yeah. And they go, well, it might be a good idea to not get those made there anymore. He goes, you know what? You're right. Well, I think we should look into that. Did he ever? I don't know. Maybe. <laughs> <laughs> but the fact that it took somebody to point him you out. Know, I remember one time I was at Burlington. I needed a certain kind of tie. And I was looking for a certain color. Bolo? No, no, no. Just a tie. And like I needed a solid colored tie. And so I find one. And I'm like, okay, this is the one I like. And this was like back in. 2003. Okay. And I look on the tag and it's a Donald Trump tie. 
and I already thought of him as just such a buffoon and such a tacky clown right. that I was like, nah, I'm not going to buy his tie. That can't be good quality. <laughs> right, I'm going to get something else. Like nothing. I was unwilling to buy a Trump tie back when he was just a crooked businessman. Nothing branded Trump ever seemed really quality. I don't know. I guess I just generally unfavor. What a ridiculous man. What an absurd human being. What do you mean? Well, I'm just a real estate man who got into stakes <laughs> and universities and ties and, and reality shows and, and apparently the presidency of the United States. And high-top sneakers. <laughs> Hello, Buzz. Joanna Nico. This is Donald J. Trump with a very important message for our country. Endless Shrimp is back at the Red Lobster. <laughs> I already went three times this week and got kicked out every time for uh, eating all their ketchup, but that's okay. I have a private jet, and we'll visit other cities. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> that's great. I don't think it gets any better than that. It really doesn't. All right, that's going to do it for today's episode of the After Buzz. Don't forget to check us out on the regular Buzz Adams Morning Show, Monday through Friday. I think this is our first hour-long episode. Was it an hour? Shoot. It was an hour. Yeah, pretty close. Six to ten a.m. Monday through Friday, ninety-five-five KLQ. All right, listeners, you. We'll talk to you next time.